Hi there. Thank you for listening to the audio version of my blog. I'm truly grateful that you would spend a few moments of your precious time to listen to some of my thoughts. Enjoy the episode. A lesson I learned from George Clooney and Michael Todd. What's in your backpack? This post starts with a speech. How much does your life weigh? Imagine for a second that you're carrying a backpack. I want you to feel the straps on your shoulders. You feel them? I want you to pack it with all the stuff that you have in your life. You start with the little things, the things on shelves and the drawers and the knickknacks, collectibles. Feel the weight as that adds up. You start adding larger stuff, clothes, tabletop appliances, lamps, linens, your TV. Backpack should be getting pretty heavy now. You go bigger. Your couch, bed, your kitchen table. You stuff it all in there. Your car, get it in there. Your home, whether it's a studio apartment or a two-bedroom house, I want you to stuff it all into that backpack. Now try to walk. It's kind of hard, isn't it? This is what we do to ourselves on a daily basis. We weigh ourselves down until we can't even move. And make no mistake, moving is living. Now, I'm going to set that backpack on fire. What do you want to take out of it? Photos? Photos are for people who can't remember. Drink some ginkgo and let the photos burn. In fact, let everything burn and imagine waking up tomorrow with nothing. It's kind of exhilarating, isn't it? This is going to be a little difficult, so stay with me. You have a new backpack. Only this time, I want you to fill it with people. You start with casual acquaintances, friends of friends, folks around the office. And then you move into the people that you trust with your most intimate secrets. Your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, your parents. And finally, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You get them into that backpack. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to light it on fire. <laughs> Feel the weight of that bag. Make no mistake, your relationships are the heaviest components in your life. You feel the straps cutting into your shoulders. All those negotiations and arguments and secrets and compromises. You don't need to carry all that weight. Why don't you set that bag down? Some animals were meant to carry each other, to live symbiotically for a lifetime. Star-crossed lovers, monogamous swans. We are not those animals. The slower we move, the faster we die. We are not swans. We're sharks. These were the words of Ryan Bingham, a character played by actor George Clooney in the movie Up in the Air. I believe there are great truths embedded within the content and context of this speech. The element of truth was what made me so interested about it in the first place. It is a reality in our lives, isn't it? We hold on to so many things, 
we are weighed down by numerous responsibilities and our resources are constantly being deprived by the relationships and commitments that we foster. Why then do we have all of these things in our lives when all they do is take from us? As a businessman myself, I try to think, what is my return on investment for all these commitments and relationships? What do I get for what I give and how much of a profit margin do I have? This speech moved me so much, not because it was the most inspiring speech I have ever heard. But because, as negative as it sounds, no one can escape the reality that, one way or another we have experienced discomfort or even pain from the things that we so willingly carry in our lives. Many of us are even addicted to these things. Some people say that the deepest wounds come from the closest people. I believe that to be true based on my personal experiences. Soul Ties Michael Todd is the pastor of Transformation Church located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, USA. In his latest New York Times bestseller, Relationship Goals, he goes on to talk about the concept of soul ties. Michael Todd says, the soul is made up of three distinct parts, the mind, the will, and the emotions. Your mind is how you think, your will is what you desire, and your emotions display how you feel. If you think about it, the collaboration of these three entities directs your entire life. Soul ties happen when someone allows his soul to become attached to someone or something that has the power to affect him. Michael Todd goes on to summarize that there are many different types of soul ties which can either be constructive or destructive. He also points out in the above excerpt that soul ties can be established between people and things. Somehow, the words of Michael Todd and George Clooney seem to align for me in the most perfect way. Both of them seem to be talking about the same thing. Of course, when read in the context of their individual works, they have a more definite meaning. However, in the abstract form, they both seem to be talking about the same thing. And both seem to be very straightforward in establishing that these responsibilities, relationship and commitments that we have in our lives-soul ties rather, can affect us, maybe even control us. George Clooney seems to put them in a more negative light as if no good can come from these ties, but Michael Todd addresses that these ties could do good and or bring harm. If we followed as George Clooney would suggest and put all of our belongings and relationships into a bag and burn them. First of all, that would be illegal, second of all, what's the point? Just because they do not physically exist in our lives, doesn't mean that we are not attached to them in some kind of way. Some ties are just very hard to break. But then, if we leaned over to the idea that soul ties could actually bring good and or bring harm, it provides us with a promise of hope. I can certainly say that some of my belongings and relationships brought me true joy and happiness. I can't say that was the same for every situation in my life. Neither can I say that the things and people that have brought me joy and happiness didn't also bring me strife and even regret all the same. It seems like a game of Russian roulette. You keep shooting until one of you gets shot dead. How then would we know the difference between the ties that bring us good and ties that bring us harm? Not all situations, things or people present themselves before us in their most realistic or truest forms. Banks charge hidden fees in their zero-interest car loans to make the idea of applying for a car loan more appealing, Landlords paint over rusty and dirty pipes to make their houses more appealing to their tenants, people wear makeup and sometimes even live behind entire facades to hide the flaws that they might feel insecure about in their lives in hopes that they might trick someone into loving them. Even when those responsibilities and relationships are entered into and perhaps even brought happiness into someone's life, it doesn't mean that there is a guarantee that it will last for a lifetime. Reality is that no one and nothing is perfect. In a perfect world, everyone and everything would be working together by taking advantage of strengths as they support one another where the other might be weak. However, that's not always the case. Sometimes, the opposite is true. 
the weaknesses of other things and other people are exploited to gain an advantage over them and use their demise as a stepping stone to one's own, selfish, independent goals. You might be saying, okay Joel, we get it. We know that the things and people in our life have the ability to affect us, we know that there are constructive and destructive ways that these ties can affect us. But after all this, the question still remains. How then will we be able to determine what are the things and who are the people worth keeping? Well here's the final reveal. The final reveal. Dramatic title. Lulz. In my life there was always one principle that I ran everything through. The one thing that I would use to align myself, to determine if what I was doing was right or wrong. This one thing alone would be the very thing that determines if the people and things in my life are worth keeping or not. That one thing is purpose. I have always believed that the whole of humanity had a purpose for its existence. There is a corporate purpose and an individual purpose. All of our individual purposes play a part in bringing together the greater corporate purpose of humanity. Having said that, I refuse to believe that our purpose as humans is something shallow like reproducing and passing on our genetics to the next generation or building a life of indulgence in material things or having meaningless relationships that add no real value to our lives. Because even if those things attempt to answer the logical explanation of what purpose looks like, it fails prove that there is any good reason to pursue any of those things. Why reproduce when you have no intentions of setting an example for the next generation? Why indulge in a life of luxury when a Ferrari and Toyota can do the same job? I'm not saying that it is wrong to have material things. But if those are the fundamentals on which we build our lives, what meaning do they really have? In the same way if our relationships have shallow motives, then what purpose do they serve? If all of this is a way to just to make us feel better, then would that justify hurting others and ourselves in doing so? Our purpose should bring across something of value to others as it does to ourselves. When our purpose adds no value to others and if our legacy doesn't inspire the generations that are to come after us, it is no longer a purpose and we no longer leave a legacy worth remembering. It all becomes an excuse to indulge in material things and meaningless relationships that only end up doing more harm than good. I'm not sure about you, but if I was going to carry a weight in my backpack, I'd rather have it be something worth carrying. Once we have identified our purpose, the reason for which we exist, it is then easy to identify what responsibilities, possessions and relationships are worth keeping in our lives. The rule of thumb is that all that we have and pursue should forever align with our purpose in life. We need to keep things that help us fulfill our purpose, we need to foster meaningful relationships that push us towards that purpose. Sure not everything will be perfect, especially in relationships. Sometimes not everything or everyone are meant to stay for the entire journey of our lives. Some of those things and people are meant to be there only for the next few stops. Even then, when we align ourselves fervently to our purpose, we will have clarity as to when those relationships need to come to an end or when those possessions need to be gotten rid of. Not that they are useless, but their purpose in that season of our lives has come to an end. It is now time for those things and people to find homes in other people's lives and it is time for us to move on from them. Finding your purpose is a whole another topic that we can fully uncover in another post in the future but I want to leave you with some questions to ask yourself. Perhaps these can help you gain some perspective with regards to what we have discussed so far and maybe help you see what are the things worth keeping in your life. 1. Are there people or things in your life that have been helpful and or toxic to your dreams, goals and aspirations? 2. Are they helping you grow and shaping you into the person you want to be or are they turning you into someone you don't want to become? 3. Do they bring out the best or the worst in you? It's okay to have soul ties, and it's okay to have things in your backpack. But it is my hope that you are tied to your purpose and the things you carry only help you get farther in life and add true value and meaning to it.
Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If it has been useful and life-giving to you, I hope that you would like it and share it with some of your friends and subscribe wherever you're listening to this from. Thank you so much. Have a great day.